I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. And this is a very, very special podcast on a lot of levels. Yes, because very. Now, one is because we're on the road. We are <laughs> recording this in our hotel room in Los Angeles. We're staying at a hotel right here on the 405. So if you hear um, cars whizzing by, that's, uh, that's we apologize. A, that's, that's LA. We could not stop the 405 for our podcast. No. And so this is where we're at. And it's also a very special podcast because we're going to discuss three different shows. We're going to talk about Love is Blind, episodes 10 and 11. Um, no, 11 and 12. 11 and 12 sorry. Yeah. Um, which is the final weddings and the reunion. We're going to talk about the Kardashians, episodes 5, 6, 7, 8. Ooh, boy, is that show boring. And then finally, we're going to talk about Sister Wives, which we've sadly been talking about a lot on our d- in our, our off time in our off time <laughs> you know at dinner in the car <laughs> it's real sad it's, it's taken over my life yes, quite it's, frankly it's a sad sad state yeah. of affairs oh, so. for, i think we forgot to introduce ourselves oh yes oh shoot so anyway hi this is a pop culture podcast from the lens of a therapist and attorney i'm tess brigham i'm the therapist and i'm brooke brigham the attorney so yes here we yeah. are the brigham sisters are on the move on the and- road again Let's start with Love is Blind, which I've been wanting to talk. We've been, we, when you texted me on, what was that, Wednesday? Right before we, that Wednesday. Yeah, when I've it came out. I've been dying, dying yeah. to talk about it. So let's just jump right into the wedding that uh, was the cliffhanger was Nancy and Bartice. Yeah. And as I predicted, Bartice mm. said no. Yes, I, I do not. I had a little more faith in him. I, th- I thought he wouldn't. I didn't think that he had the guts to say no. I thought he would, like, fold. But you didn't want him to say yes. No, no. Yeah. This is the best thing that could have ever happened for Nancy. Yeah. I mean, it would have been awful. I don't think it would have. It wouldn't have worked. So we're happy, very, very happy for Nancy. But um, the, his, the way he treated her and his explanation was insane. Just, like, so, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say insane because it's, 
so Bartiste. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't really into her because it came out. Well, I don't know if we should integrate this part of it. Yeah, but I think it, we, yeah, yeah, it came out in the reunion, which was the next episode. That literally the next day or two days later, Bartiste was seen with a tall blonde woman. At a party, at a 4th of July party or boat party or something. So clearly he had someone in the can mm-hmm. and was just picked up and started going out with her. And, I mean, I don't know. That speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, even if he didn't, even if she, he just randomly went to this party and met her, apparently she was, like, all over him. And obviously... Yeah, there was all these pictures. Yeah, and- so obviously he was not lamenting whether he you know his wasn't sad yeah he was not sad he was not devastated by any means but definitely nancy's family oh that was great (laughs) they were the stars of the show um that brother i really there was a point at which i was like "Ooh, hit him hit hit martiz hit him hit him hit him well what happened was that would not have been good after yeah after he said no I can't remember if they walked out together. Or yeah, Nancy, they said, let's go talk. They, yeah, they said, let's go talk. So they went outside. And immediately, Nancy's brothers, her mother, everybody would just got up and um, followed them outside and wanted to confront Bartise and tell him, you know, what an asshole he was. Mm-hmm. And Nancy was like, mom, mom, you know, go away. Leave us alone. We have to talk. And and they would not leave them alone. Yeah. And it was, it, the brothers wanted to throw down. They yeah. were pissed. Like they were saying, what the fuck? And blah, blah, yeah. blah. Why do we do this? And it was like, it was as if nobody explained to them what was actually <laughs> happening. Nobody explained the concept of the show. Like they thought this was a real <laughs> wedding and that he had like left her at the altar. Yes. They didn't understand that this was an option that could have happened. Yes, yes. But it was it was yeah, they really did not explain to him very well what was going on. But yeah, and I really felt for Nancy in that moment in time because I do understand that the mom was trying to protect her and 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 you know, didn't want to see her daughter get hurt anymore, but all of these people are swarming around her and she's just trying to like wrap her brain around what just happened. Yeah, I was very proud of her though because Bartise was saying, you know, he was trying to make himself look like not so bad and he's saying, "Well, can't we just keep dating and see where this goes and and blah blah and she's like no yeah. no good and i was like thank you good for you because yeah. that was the right thing to do and he was just he didn't really mean that he was just trying to make himself look like not such a jerk on tv yeah and you know not have to deal with her so much i think he thought oh i'll just fade it out i'll just you know i'll tell her we'll keep dating we'll see each other a few times and then i'll slowly slowly slide back and fade out and she'll never be the wiser. But she very much was, you know, she was in this place of like, I was willing to work on all of these things. I was willing to make it work for us. And you basically said, no, I don't, you know, I don't want to. So what's the point? So good for yeah. her. No, that, that she act- had the sound mind to do that, especially in that moment. Yeah. You know, that, that was, that took a lot. Yeah, she really held it together. I, I mean, that just shows she's a very strong yes. person. And um, she deserves so much better. Yeah, no, I'm glad that turned out the way that it did. Yeah. So, Nancy, go go find someone who's like 35, 34, 35. Someone also ready who's ready to very, settle down. Ready to settle down. Someone who is smart and intelligent like you and emotionally intelligent. That's the kind of person you want to be. Someone who's very successful. Someone who's pro choice. Yes, that might be good too. Like, <laughs> Bartice doesn't know what he is. 
you know what? You know what he is? He's pro Bartice. <laughs> he's not pro choice. He's my. He's not pro life. He is pro himself. Mm. So wow. Anyway, that's those two. And then in the reunion portion, I mean, I think we can just kind of combine them, right? So there was nothing much more. She did sort of, you know, she was not going to let him get away with it during the reunion. She really held her feet, you know, his feet to the fire about the girl and all of that. Like, no, come on, own that. Say this, you know. Yeah, he was pretty quiet during the reunion, honestly. He didn't say much. And I don't think he wanted to. I think he was... Just trying to get through it. He didn't really want to talk about any of that. So, yes. All right. So who was the next wedding after that? Um, Was it... Was it Alexa? Was it Alexa and Brendan? Yeah, I think they maybe wanted to sandwich something good in between all of the chaos. So... Yeah. I don't even remember who was... Was Cole and Zeneb the last? No, or was it Colleen, Colleen and Matt. Colleen and Matt. I think okay. they wanted to end on a high note. So, so maybe, yeah. I don't know. Let's just talk about Alexis and Brendan. Get them out of the way because there's really not much to say. They both said yes. They're, they're very happy. They're very happy. They have yet to have a single problem. No, no, no. But she said that on the reunion. They did. So they were. Life was great, and then they moved in together, and then she said, "Oh." This is different, mm-hmm. right? Which is normal. You're going to have growing, you know, pains when you move in with someone new. So I think that that was the big issue was that um, they started to have disagreements once they moved in. Yeah, together. which is normal. Yeah. But yeah, they couldn't, nothing of any significance that they could even yeah. find. <laughs> I don't, that, I'm sure the producers were like, okay, now have you had any big fights? And, <laughs> you know, what can we, I mean, they had nothing to work with and, yeah. you know, God bless them. I hope that they're happy yeah. and they stay together and, yeah. Um, I hope they make beautiful babies and life is great for them. So yeah, there's really nothing yeah. to say about them. All right. Cole and Zenob. <laughs> now I've heard a lot of different because I was listening to reality gays talk about their perception of Zeneb and Cole and <clears throat> so I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about this whole thing because everybody has different theories about yeah. how what really happened and how authentic was you know that speech was that on the fly or rehearsed or what yeah well they Jake and Matt, they like Cole more than I do. Mm-hmm. And they see his side a lot more than I do. I, I think, honestly, I think Cole and Zeneb are probably the worst matched couple ever. And they're both, they, they both contributed towards this. Yes, yes. Um, again, Zeneb has real problems with a lot of different things. You know, she seems to have a lot of insecurities, a lot of um you know problems with intimacy mm-hmm. and trauma from her childhood and yeah she was kind of you know naggy and nitpicky and i do think she took things the wrong way but that but on the other hand cole really the way he communicated to her he he really had no clue that mm-hmm. the things that he was saying to her possibly could be taken to be critical and hurtful. Basically, she felt everything he did was critical, and he felt everything she did was critical. Yes, that's when a it good comes way of right down it. to it. And um, and the way that she dressed him down in that 
um, you know, she gets up to the altar and she has to, you know, give her answer. And she basically says, you disrespected me. You were critical of me. You shattered my self-esteem. And it was very, very harsh. And I, then I kind of started to feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. And then, then at the reunion, especially, he was sobbing. Yes. I really felt badly for him. Yeah. See, I have... <clears throat> I don't love Cole. I just feel like Cole is... Um, you know, Cole needs some more time. You know, Cole needs more time to focus on working on how to improve Cole. Because... I do think I I absolutely agree with you about their dynamic and their relationship. And Cole, you know, she she does have a lot of, you know, insecurities and intimacy issues and vulnerabilities. And I and I don't think that means that she isn't ready to be in a relationship, per se. I think that she needs to find a partner who is got a lot of emotional intelligence and who can say, Hey, what's going on here? And oh, what's you know what I mean? Like just that her partner needs to have more awareness and and be able to say, "Hey, don't, you know, I'm here. Don't don't worry or, you know, I'm not going to abandon you." And you know, she needs to have someone where she can really express these feelings to and feel like, "Okay, they'll be heard and they'll be seen." And I think that the farther along they got, the more she was just like, I can't show him anything. I can't express anything to him. So it just kind of, she kind of turned it all inward and then started to get mad at him and criticize him. Because I still think that she, I mean, listen, maybe I, maybe I relate to Cole because I'm a little bit messier. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the messy one. And so again, I don't have flies in my toilet, but nothing that bad. But I will say that you know, if I just moved in with someone and I accidentally put something on the floor and they're like, are you gonna pick that up? What are you gonna do? What are you? It's like, whoa, it was intense. She, she had, they both have intense energy. Yes. And his energy, I can see it's just, it's too childlike for her. Yes. Yes. Too too childlike. He's too playful. And it's like all the jokiness and the, and she even said that in one of the episodes early on, something about how she never knows if he's joking or serious and, their energies just don't match. And I think that in the pods, I think both of them thought, oh, this is what I need. Right. I need more of like this like kind the of opposite. person. They're looking yeah. for the opposite. And and I think that, um, y- you know, once they got off into, quote unquote, real life, I think it was just like, oh, no, this is way too opposite. This is way too far. And this isn't going to work. Yeah. So let me show you. Let me pull this up. There's a. Zenab did an Instagram post, and it really shows, I mean, this girl is intense. Yeah, I mean, so I, she claims that she did not know what she was going to say until she got up there. That's what they all say. I don't know. She had a speech planned out. Yeah, but the, her stepmother, mom, she, the stepmother said to her, you know, just be truthful, just tell them the truth. And when I heard, you know, when she was about to go up to the altar, and I was like, okay, she's gonna, she's gonna say no, because it just seemed pretty obvious, like pretty obvious that she had told the stepmom, listen, I'm saying no, and I'm gonna, you know, I think I'm gonna say something about all of this. So, okay, so here's what she posted a couple two days ago. Yeah, the show came out on a Wednesday. So yeah, this must have been Thursday. 
Okay, Cole. I fought for us until I couldn't anymore. I know you know that. I know you know why I said what I said. I know you know what you did. It's okay if you aren't ready to talk about that yet. Zay. And then she goes on to say, The only apology the internet will get. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you weren't in that relationship. I'm sorry you didn't feel what I felt. I'm sorry we don't have the same triggers. I'm sorry me standing up for myself offended you so greatly. I'm sorry you didn't see all the reasons for what I said. I'm sorry you didn't live with me. I'm sorry that you didn't know me. I'm sorry that your insecurities are different than my own. It goes on and on. Mm. What, and it's just Ooh. like, oh, okay. Um, well, Zena, what did you think the, what do you think, you know, I, I, I think that, again, you if you are willing to go on the show and go through this experiment, then you have to recognize that not everyone's going to agree with you. Not yeah, everyone's going to agree with people you. People are going to have things to say. Yeah. And so this whole, like, it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's like, if she really quieted things down and really listened to what a lot of people were saying, a lot of people, we were on, her, you know, no one was, no one thinks you're a bad person. No one thinks anything. It's just more of, like, we're just commenting on the relationship. And that was, you know, a lot of people had some feelings about her making the speech. Like, is that, you know, just to kind of shame him? Yeah. Because you know, really what that speech was about was, <clears throat> it was, the speech wasn't about, like, I need to share with you what I'm really thinking. It was, I need to tell you, I need to shame you, publicly shame you in front of all of our friends and family and the world and tell people how I was mistreated, and then Mike dropped leave. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. And then during the reunion, there was a lot of Cole saying, "I'd never said that. I never did that." And she's like, "Yes, you did." And he's like, "No, I didn't." He's like, "Roll the tape." You know, he's like, "Show me." And and he kept saying that, like, it, "Why all these things you're saying?" And She's claiming that there was this edit where they didn't show any of the things yeah, that, that he, he would have been. And he was like, that's not true. You know, I, I, if there's tape of me saying this, please play it. And so then we get to the cutie yes. gate, which the show put in at the very end of the reunion. So what was your take on that? Because I, I, when I saw that, that clip, I thought to myself, okay, this explains everything. Because that is the kind of clip where you... A million people can watch it, oh, it and you're going to get a million different anyway. opinions yeah. about it. And and it's all very, it is all very, you know, I don't want to say subtle, but it is. It's just like two people not quite hearing each other. Right, because she's claiming that all throughout the relationship, he body shamed her, was critical of what she ate. She says, I didn't eat during the whole uh, experiment. And and uh, so anyway, the the... What happens is she claims that he said to her before they were going to go out to dinner, um, she tried to eat two of those little cutie oranges. And he said, oh, are you going to eat both of those? And then she says, well, yeah, that's one serving, which that right there is a little strange yeah. of a response. Uh -huh. And um, she claims that that was him being like, well, you better not eat too much, whatever. So they show the actual clip and they're in the kitchen and they're talking and He's his energy is kind of all over He's, the place. Yeah, they're talking about the wedding and family and travel and all of this. Yeah, and then she's she's peeling this cutie, and he says, "Oh, are you going to eat both of those?" And I don't think he meant anything by it. Like I think he was just 
observing what she was doing and commenting on what she's doing. Like, oh, you're going to eat both of those? And she took it as him saying, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be eating that. Yeah. I mean, it was such a miscommunication. She interpreted it wrongly. And then, because he then just kept talking. And Yeah, he was also eating the cuties. Right, they were you both know, eating They were both, them. like, she was peeling them. They were both eating them. He he was kind of like, oh, are you going to, you know, oh, yeah. And when he made, he, get, he made this gesture of, like, oh, big meal. Like, I think she interpreted that as maybe him saying you know, commenting on her body. And I think that was a lot of what went wrong, right? Which is, I think that Cole would comment on, oh, Colleen's really pretty. And yeah, she's a dancer. She's got a great body. And what Zenob heard was, you, Zenob, don't have a good body. You, Zenob, are, you know, not as pretty as Colleen. Right. You, you shouldn't you know, be eating so much. Yeah, maybe you your body should, would be better. Yes, that's that's all of what she heard and that's not what he said listen were some of the things that he said insensitive yes were they stupid yes but they weren't malicious it wasn't i think she thought it came from such a malicious place yeah and it really came from a he's just not you know again with it he's just together. making he's just small young. talk he and was he's young and stupid he was literally just making small talk yeah. with her because as they were having this quote-unquote conversation, it was mostly just him talking and her saying nothing. Yeah. She was being, she she was already really shut down. She had this very shut down energy, shut down look on her face. And he's all excited talking about going to Europe to, um, you know, meet her family and where are they, where do they all live and where would be the best place to meet. Yeah. And she's just like, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess we could do that. She... She was, it was like she was in a shitty mood already. Yeah. And he was kind of bothering her. Yeah. By talking so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like your child, like, right. and, and you're, you're like, just like, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It was, it was a really, really bizarre scene and a bizarre relationship. Yeah. And again, they shouldn't be together. So yes. no love lost there. Yes. So that's Cole and Zenob. And Cole really, I mean, I was amazed when Cole broke down and cried at the reunion. I felt like, oh, he's really, really, he had no He clue. really doesn't understand he what's happening. He really had no idea what happened. And his, re what I thought was so interesting is his reaction versus, you know, another 25 young person, Bartice, right? Which is... He very much was like, I, you know, he said this. He said, I, after this happened, I just decided I'm going to bury myself in work and never date again and kind of like hide in the corner. And Bartiz's way of <laughs> processing his feelings is to find a blonde and get on a boat. Get on a boat. Yeah. Yes. All right. And then there is um, uh, Matt, Matt and Colleen. And that one, I will tell you, that was a bit of a nail biter. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I did not, I... I did not know which way either of these people are going to go. And um, when she said, I wasn't quite sure if she was going to say yes. And then she said yes. And then I thought, oh, he's going to say no. He's going to say no. And then he says yes. So I was like, okay. Yeah, the whole lead up to it was both of them saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And um, saying, well, I guess I'll decide when I walk down the aisle. And I yeah. just thought, this is ridiculous. But You're going to decide when producers. you walk down the aisle? But I think that's the producers. I think they're... Con See, I really would love for them to peel back a little... Peel back the layers, the laches. Tell us, 
are these people contractually obligated to at some to say their answer on the altar or can they can they at some point say no i don't want to so this is a little bit of the flaw of the show right because it sounds like with so many of these couples i think you know when they were leading up to the wedding i think a lot of them said to each other oh my god so if if you're gonna say no you're gonna tell me right you 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 know you're gonna tell me you know you're in this you're in this you're in this and i think that but I think the producers are then in their ear saying, you can't say anything. You can't say anything. You you know, no, no, no. You're going to get sued. You're going to get sued. Yes. So I, I think there's a lot of manipulation in that. And I feel like the partners are blaming each other for some of these things, you know, when really it's not quite like this is what you signed up for. Yes, I guarantee you they sign contracts mm-hmm. that say that they have to go through with the wedding. They don't have to say yes, but they have to go through with it and they have to at least play along with, you know, some sort of suspense. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah, they will get sued and fined. And um, otherwise the show wouldn't work. Yeah. You would never get the five people to get to the end of the show and go through it and it wouldn't work and you wouldn't have a show. Yeah. So, you know, there's that element to it too. And I mean, but we, we should know that. We should understand that. But people still are people and Mm -hmm. their real feelings do sink in and so it was it was just hard to believe that that both of them just truly didn't know yeah i i don't know and then it was interesting because uh when colleen was getting her makeup done and her sister said to her she's like listen um make this decision for yourself don't make it Mm -hmm. for anybody else and colleen said well, what do you mean? Like, you think mom will be mad if I say no? (laughs) Oh, boy. This is what we're dealing with. I mean, and again, like, Colleen is just very young. And, you know, we know Matt is still not healed from his, you know, the woman who betrayed him, (laughs) played him. Though Matt seems a lot more together now. I mean, he seems more with it, though. Well, in the reunion, he was cool as a cucumber. And this is another thing, too. The reunion was was not very good with confronting everybody about nobody confronted Matt about his anger issues. Mm, yes. No one said, well, because right. That was the problem with the show is like, he's married now. They married, they won the prize. Right. So with the married couples, it's almost like they don't yeah, challenge they get them so much. Yeah. It's almost like, okay. But I will say one thing about the reunion that I thought was wonderful was Raven and Esco. Yes. That made me so, so happy. Yes. That is, uh, yeah. That I, made me really they happy. They are so very cute. And I could tell that something, even before the um, their wedding finale, I could tell that there was something more there because she was posting stuff on Instagram, talking about what a great guy he was and mm-hmm. how wonderful he was. And I'm like, hmm. But yeah, she's posting pictures. She went to visit him. Oh, they had pictures of them in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I yeah. hope they. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I hope it works. Maybe. I really do. Well, and I think that he again he made. I think his choice came from a very smart place, which is I'm going to grad school. Like us committing, this would be too much. I mean, and I think that's the part that's really hard about the show is it's such these absolutes. Right. Either marriage or, you know, bust. And I think these two are a great example of, you know what? Love is blind. I don't think they would have found each other otherwise. 
And at the same time, they just they just need more time. Well, yeah, and she was mature enough mm-hmm. to not be freaked out about what he did and be able to say, okay, well, I really do like this guy. I want to spend more time with him. So let's just go forward, you know, where a lot of women would have been like, well... F you. F you then, you know. You know, yeah. So I'm happy for them. Yes, yes I am. They're so cute. So maybe we'll see them. All right, let's move on to the Kardashians, which is such a snooze fest. Yeah. And so I have one general comment about the show, which is the problem and in the problem is is that we know too much. We all know too much. Like the whole setup of Kim and the Met Gala and the dress and you know what am I going to do? It's like we all know you fit into the dress and yeah, you got there and you. what happened? Like we all we all saw it. We were all there. You know you have to be under a rock not to see the pictures. So there is that element of things of just always feeling like okay I know how this is going to turn out. There's no and so then the show I can see them saying well let's show people you know, a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff, which I think that some of this behind that the scenes stuff is interesting. I, I do, I am enjoying seeing sort of the process and how she kind of transformed herself. But at the same time, I feel like break, you know, break the fourth wall a little bit more. You know, Kim's actually breaking the fourth wall, like talking directly to the camera more and more and i i like that like, i do too let us in on all of these things let's stop pretending that there's a camera here and and because you've become this famous like let's see the behind the scenes stuff yeah i love give us more of that i loved watching her getting her hair bleached yeah in, in her hotel oddly <laughs> enough that was fascinating it was fascinating and how that process that took like 30 hours oh my god and and just just all of it and how she thinks about it. I thought, I think all of that's really interesting, but the rest of it is just, come on, we know everything. So stop spending all this time on the, ooh, will this happen or not? It's like, oh, right. No. They were talking about the lawsuit with Black China, and it's like, that's over. We know the outcome. Yeah. We know you guys won. So that, so when you hear them talking about, oh, I'm so worried. What if the jury hates us? We already know what happened. Yeah. It's like it's like that doesn't elicit any feeling, you know. You're just yes. bored. So maybe they need to make the show live. I think so. <laughs> we should all be seeing these things. It's a live that, weekly show. Yes, yes. Or some kind of like Truman show kind of thing where we, there's a feed on it twenty four seven like people, Big Brother. Yeah, and you just you just tune <laughs> yeah. in whenever you want to see what's happening now with these people. Yeah, and so this and then they're they have to fill it up with the rest of this, this filler stuff. Like, this is hip surgery. Why in God's name did we need to see this graphic like bang, crash, bones? Why? Why do we need to see that? What is the point of that? It's so boring. It's a hip replacement. Millions of people have them every year. Who cares? Okay, great. You're, you know, whatever it is. And then um, Chloe and Kim, they go to Miami because Chloe needs space and time and she wants to party. But Kim is, you know, focused on work and la, 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 la. And Kim can't let loose and have fun. She's, She's trying to get pictures and content. But see, I think she I think that's her fun. I really do. Yeah. I think that it's like, I think she likes to go out and probably drink and talk to people and do all of that. But I think what she finds fun is th- what she does. And so I think she's, you know, fine with that. She must. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Kendall, uh, 
They're Kendall all- always continually trying to make Kendall interesting. Yes. And so uh, Kendall and Kylie were supposed to go to Vegas. Kylie bails at the last minute. Um, and Kendall goes and she, quote unquote, faces her anxieties by um, promoting her 818 uh, tequila in Vegas at Tau or wherever it was. I yeah. don't know where it was. And those were her big fears. <laughs> Going I to Vegas and fear, talking to yeah, people what about was, tequila. What was the fear exactly? I, I think it's her standing up on her own because she's always been with the Right? I think, is that the I said, I don't know. I don't, the fear is, it's, she has this blanket anxiety that she talks about constantly. Like, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious. And, and then it's, I, I don't know. I just, all of it is. It just doesn't make any sense to me at me all what it, what's going on. So then, hold on, I'm just trying to go through. And then, let's see. Oh, then the show gets super meta. Super, super meta episode six. Because essentially at one point, we are watching the Kardashians, watching the Kardashians, watching themselves. <laughs> I think I got that right. That this is the premiere of the show. It's like, so last season... Last season's premiere, and it's a big Hollywood affair, and and they watch the first, I guess they watch the first episode, and, you know, Chloe has, Chloe's fear is the red carpet, and being judged, and, you know, having to kind of relive the Tristan stuff, Um, but that was just, it, it just got to a really bizarre level where we're why did we need an episode? Well, this long later, too, that show premiered over a year ago Mm -hmm. and so we're just now watching footage of them at the premiere and the next we're in the middle of the second season it's like this is just bad television yeah it's just but why you know i don't know why either don't show it to us at all that's how desperate i guess so i guess so i guess so because if they had enough content they wouldn't need to show that because it makes no sense to show that yeah and then Kim has her icon, iconic icon of getting these models to um, do skims. And then they dragged her in. And um, so it was that, Ty- Tyra Banks and Tyra Heidi Banks, Klum. And the Candace Swap. What is I, I didn't even know those other well, people. The can- well, Alexandria Alesso. I don't know if I'm saying her name wrong. Right. But she has been a Victoria's Secret model for eons. Like her face. The Candace I didn't know, but I think she's also a Victoria's Secret person. Mm. I think they all are. But it's just, it's interesting to see, um, you know, Tyra and Heidi, like, queens of the reality shows and talk shows, just um, just being themselves and yeah. chit-chatting. And, and um, they convinced Kim yes, to, to put on a pair of skims and come model with them. Yeah. And- I thought it was great. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, she she planned that. That was planned. It's like, oh, I don't think she's that great of an actress. That seemed pretty authentic. <laughs> oh, I disagree. <laughs> oh, you think that was all planned? It was totally planned. Oh. I just don't think she's that good of an actress. But she's not seemed pretty convincing. She's very controlling, you know. Like, so you think she's too controlling not to have had a sense of. Uh, may, do you think it's possible that she said to herself, you know what? I'm not going to put myself in it. But if they can, if they try to talk me into it, I'm going to resist a little and then I'll say yes. No, I think she always wanted to be in the shoot. Why wouldn't she? Of course she wants to be in that shot of all of them 
and the skims. Mm -hmm. Of course, she's not going to get left out of that. All right. Well, I guess I'm a little naive when it comes to this stuff. All right. So then we move on to episode seven and eight, which are basically the same episode, which is this through line of the Kim drama of the Kim Met Gala. Um, uh, I want to be Marilyn Monroe. I want the dress. You know, what do I need to do to get into this dress? That whole thing. And then they start talking about the trial there. And Courtney and, Cre and Travis, they don't leave for Milan, don't... I think they leave for Milan on... It's... I don't know. I just felt like seven and eight were very, very similar. They were... Yeah, they were like almost the exact same episode. Yeah. They, they went to Milan in episode seven. They arrived. And then it bled into episode eight. The, the whole thing was them being in Milan and um, getting the fitting for their wedding clothes. And they met... Um, Domenico Dolce, Dolce, who apparently is a wedding planner. Yeah. That was really perplexing well, to me. Yeah, and well, it was also perplexing to me that he and Courtney were such good friends, and he's basically hosting the wedding for her at his villa in Portofino, and he's making all the plans, and you got to get food from here. Yeah, he's basically planning her wedding, and I'm like, who, who is Courtney Kardashian to this man? Like, yeah. why is he doing this? And you know, Dolce and Gabbana have had problems recently that they've made some very. Uh, I think more than once, like r horrible racial oh, really? statements. Oh. And they've been accused of racism. And I don't know if they're trying to, this is part of their rehab campaign to, you know, mm -hmm. help their image. But there's some reason Wait, why. Dolce and Gabbana? Well, I don't know. Both if it, of them? I'm not sure if it was both or one of them. Uh -huh. I don't know. But I do know that when it, when it came out that Courtney was, you know, having the wedding at, his place, I don't know, their place. They're not a couple. Yeah. But, and I don't know whose villa that, I, I guess it's Dolce's villa in Portofino. That's where their wedding was. And that's where they all stayed on his estate and his grounds and everything. And um, when that all came out, people were like, ooh, like, why would you want to be associated mm -hmm. with, with them? And so I don't, I don't know what is going on with them, but it, it, there, there's some ulterior motive. And it was just really boring. I mean, God, the way that they talk to each other, the way that they're friends, they're friend. They have this entourage of people traveling with them, and it's all just Courtney being like, "Oh my God, look at this!" And everyone's like, "Oh my God, that you look so good!" Oh my God, unbelievable! I mean, it is it's a lot of like, "Oh my God, Courtney, I never thought I would see the day when you were wearing a wedding dress." Yeah, can you believe it? Oh my God, I oh can't my God, believe Courtney, it. you look amazing! Oh my God, this is so. And it's just a lot of like, babe, can we have a cappuccino? I really need a cappuccino, babe, babe. I'm a vegan. Yeah, oh, cappuccino, every, vegan. Every meal is about Travis being a vegan. And she's like, um, they can they can make anything on the menu for you, vegan. And um, yeah, vegan. Then she's ordering for him. Oh, it's. I, 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 <laughs> See, this is this is I always can't. my question. I always think to myself now. Would it be worth it? To be friends with someone like this, to get the private jets, <laughs> to trips to Italy, going to fabulous parties, interacting with these people. But the the trade-off is you have the most inane, stupid conversations yeah, ever. For like 12 you, hours for, a day. Yeah, like never, ever. Or I don't think I could. I mean, listen, maybe the cameras go off and they're talking about Nietzsche. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, but I don't think so. Like, I just, I just feel like... And and I think that's the other part of it too is is that you know these aren't 
deep thinkers. Oh, I was just thinking to myself, you know, I don't think I've ever heard Travis Barker speak a complete sentence. I, I don't think I've ever heard him. He, he doesn't even talk. He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk about his family. He, he does not talk. Mm -hmm. He literally sits next to Courtney and goes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, babe. Oh my God, babe. Give me a kiss. He doesn't speak yeah. about anything. So, I mean, he's a musician. He's a very, very talented musician. So I feel like there's got to be more there, right? Yeah. How did he get to that station in life without having... Well, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't take anything if you have a talent like that and you have a good manager, you know... Uh, Maybe it doesn't, t but, but literally, I, I talk, you know, she talks so much about how the, you know, he's such a good father and a family man and whatever, but he, he, he doesn't speak to his kids or speak about his kids. Or we, we had one scene with them having this family dinner where nobody really talked about it. Nobody talks about anything. It's just kind of like, yeah, 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 yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. I, I like to maintain because my son drums on and off, but I think it does take a certain amount of talent. I, I mean, because oh, a lot so of, does because a talent. lot of, but you know what? A lot of drumming, what I've noticed is about math and that timing. I mean, mm -hmm. listen, maybe he just has this natural, like, I do feel like there's something more there. It's just either he's not going to show it to us or the, or the show is not going to show it to us or he just never speaks. Like, you know, maybe he has a whole rich world in his head that he's not sharing with us, but yeah, the the two of them, I just I find them so grating. Like every time that it flashed like back to Italy, I'm like, oh god, yeah, we're back here with these people. Yeah, we get it. Get the guy a cappuccino already, Jesus and Christ. And that's the thing we've already seen her wedding dress. We've already seen the wedding. So none of this is interesting. Interesting. It's no surprise. It's not like we looked at it and go, oh my god, she's wearing a short dress because we've seen it. Yes. Yes, it's a prop. We've seen the so veil. We've to, seen it all. And then, yeah, episode eight was the Met. More of the Met and the family preps for the Met. And we've been talking about these outfits. And listen, maybe we just don't get it. But I did not get Travis and Courtney's outfits. I did not think it made... I, I At least we got an explanation for them, you know, of how he's dressed up and he's in a fancy suit and she's like the deconstructed version of him but it didn't even look like the deconstructed well, version. But the thing is, most of the photos we saw of her were like waist up. And I guess on the back of her dress had like clothes and stuff. It looked like like a laundry. Did you notice that? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Like what static cling on your laundry where you had, which would normally be like a ruffle oh, like or something. But it, sheets? No, no, no. no. <laughs> sheets. Well, it was not something was on it. Yeah, it was almost like part of the the clothing itself was attached to the back almost as if she was like running out of the house and mm. not realizing that there was an extra pair of pants stuck to her oh butt. Oh my, that makes it That's, even worse. And that, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I think I'm understanding this concept a little bit more, but we didn't, we didn't see that. And it was just so not flattering on her. It was just, and then Kylie, I thought that dress was beautiful. And I get why you put on the baseball hat and that mesh top, and the me and the, and I I kind of I understood where that person was going with this because it's this idea of this beautiful white wedding dress with this like baseball turned backwards baseball hat. I I get it, but it just was not attractive or flattering or interesting, you know, at all. I just 
I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. And I never, I, I don't understand the Met Gala because, you know, the Met Gala has a theme every year, yes. but nobody ever follows the theme. Yes. And Kim, obviously, didn't even try. It. She just had this idea and she wanted to do what she wanted to do. I don't But anyway, yeah, I mean. Yeah, the Met Gala now is like a big, it used to be all industry, you know, it was a few celebrities who were really into fashion, Sarah Jessica Parker or whatever. Mm-hmm. New York and New York celebrity and like New Yorkers. And I think it was a lot of fashion and a lot of um, a lot of insiders. Yeah, you know? it's a big fundraiser. Yeah. And so but now it's become it's almost kind of like, oh, this is a party we're all going to now. So we're going to wear what we want to wear and have these moments, these red carpet moments. So anyway, but you have mentioned, which I really didn't put together until you said it was just they've just cut out Pete. Completely. Yeah, because, you know, Pete, she and Pete went to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That was about a week before the Met Gala. They cut that all out, the court, because that was a big deal. The, I mean, she would have shown that, but mm-hmm. for the fact that I was too hard to cut him out of it and just show her there. So he's been cut out of that. He's We haven't seen him, because he was, there was other footage last year to show he was part of the prep for the Marilyn Monroe stuff. Yes, that's right. Oh my he god. He went with her, I believe. No, to but there Florida. was a t- there was a trailer. That's right. Yeah. There was this famous trailer where she says to him when they were showing scenes from season 2 where she's like, "Hey babe, do you want to take a shower?" and he's like, "Whoop." Like yeah. like doing this comedy bit and everyone was commenting on like you know, comedians mainly were commenting on like, oh, my God, you're a comedian and you're doing the hackiest bit known to man. I just thought, yeah, all of that's gone. Mm-hmm. They just cut that out. And that would have happened by now. We would have seen we would that have seen in, the, in the series of it. Um, we would have seen it. And so all of that got cut out. All right. Well. Yeah. I mean, OK. Again, <laughs> it's like we've all seen this, so you're not fooling anybody. Why not just show... Just what show happened? us. Yeah. Just show what happened. So like, show us, show us everything. Show us the stuff that we want to see. Be authentic. Yeah. Well, but it's also kind of like we've seen all of this. And so just show us new shit. God damn it. Yeah. So we can podcast about it. All right. So let's talk about Sister Wives. Yeah. This show has taken Ooh. over my life. Oh, my God. The Sister Wives. Oh, Cody, Cody, Cody. My God. And you know what we were talking about? Because we were catching up before we started recording. We're like, well, we need to let's let's make sure we know what we're talking about based on our last conversation. And what the problem is, is that you only have to focus on what Christine's saying, whatever, what else other actions are happening. Because if you followed Cody, he's been saying the same four things, five things since episode one. You know, Cody's mad. Cody's mad. Cody's mad. Cody's mad. Cody's, you know. He's he's me, 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 all about me. Why is this happening to me? How can you do this to me? Me, 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 me. And he's just and so he's he's just angry. He's taking it out on his children. I mean, it's you couldn't possibly deal with it worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I love is just how much he's like. Where did this come from? Right. There's all of a sudden all my stuff's in the... Blah, 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 blah. How did I get here? It's like, Cody, we've all been watching the show. Right. Like, and this is your life. You have no sense. So this man is such 
she's his ego is so big that he believes that if he turns to a woman and says yeah i'm not really attracted to you i'm not going to have sex with you anymore we're not going to have an intimate relationship um peace out that he is so shocked that she's going to turn around and go okay well i'm leaving yeah like what did you think well and also too the fact that it's it is documented Mm -hmm. you know he can't get away from all of these clips season after season after season after season of christine saying i'm unhappy her continuing to stay continuing to try and now here we are he's like well why didn't you tell me why don't what why can't we go to counseling why 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 i mean that just makes me my head want to explode yeah unreal yeah so I think we started off where telling truly the whole truly thing and apparently, but you, you didn't think that that truly thing was authentic. You said that you thought, or was it you or someone else? See, it's all these opinions are blending in about how you think that maybe she just told truly and then came up with that story. Yeah. Well, yeah. Christine claims she was talking on the phone to her older daughter and they we're talking about how I can't wait till you move and I'm so excited. And Christine says, yeah, I can't wait till we move. And she said she turns around and there's truly. Mm-hmm. And so she had to tell her. I don't know if I believe that. I think she, it was just that Cody was dragging it out. Yeah, he, probably. She, she kept telling him we need to tell truly and he didn't want to do it. And he drug it out. So I think she just told her. And then she there was a scene where she was talking to truly about how she felt about it. And what I felt was that. Either truly is the most mature, well-adjusted 11-year-old, <laughs> the way she was talking about it, or it felt a little bit rehearsed. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to sit down and I'm going to ask you, you know, how you feel about this. and Which is fine. I felt like Truly's responses were sincere. But anyway, Truly knows. Truly is sad to have to leave her friends and, behind. And, but, but you can see what is so telling about this is... Not once has truly been, I'm going to miss my dad. No. Not once. Have we heard her say, I'm really sad to leave my father. I'm moving to another state. I'm going to miss my father. A lot of it was, I'll miss the other people. You know, I got used to being here. I mean, this poor girl has been, you know, yanked out of school after school. Well, and I don't know what the timeline on this is, but it's it's got to be several weeks, maybe a couple months from the time that Christine first told Cody that she was Mm -hmm. leaving and told, like, where she is now, like, almost getting ready to physically leave. He has been complaining about, what about Trudy? What about Trudy? Trudy. Truly. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Truly. Um, What about Truly? And, And Christine is like, well, you can see her whenever you want to. And, you know, if she wants to come and spend the night, you know, at your house with Robin, because that's basically his mm. house now. Uh, and Cody just cu- keeps coming up with excuse after excuse after excuse as to why he can't see Truly. And to this day, he has not seen mm-hmm. her. And they're leaving next week. Yeah. <laughs> He's so full of shit. He doesn't Ugh. care about Truly. No. He only cares about his own butthurt feelings. Yes. So then the episode after that is where Cody officiates this wedding. Ugh. So, in the middle of COVID, oh you're going to go to a wedding? Yes, with no other people. W- no, and one's no one's wearing masks. masks. So oh, my God. The best was Janelle. The more I watched the show, the more I loved Janelle. Janelle just calling it for what it is. Like, this guy is a co- you know, he's a crazy COVID person, and now you can go to this wedding. That's interesting. Because, again, 
Cody's logic serves Cody. He picks and chooses, yeah. makes things up yeah. as he goes along, the rules or whatever he wants what, them to be. What he wants them to be, yes. So he officiates the wedding. What was so annoying about Robin was like, again, I think that Cody thinks that he is this really, because he's married to four women, somehow he thinks that he is the the um, expert in women, on marriage, marriage yeah. on women and marriage and being married and plural marriage. And, and, you know, I'm, what is he? Former pastor preacher, yeah, well, or something? a self-appointed yes. preacher. And, you know, I'm going to officiate this wedding of my friend, but it's really important that I go. And Robin's backing him up saying, yes, he does such a great job. And, you know, and I'm just listening to him talk and I'm just like, oh, God, please, you're not saying anything new or interesting. Anybody could have glommed this off. You know, you you read a few things on the Internet and you, you can, can you can, can perform a wedding. You can put these things together. And you know what? Everybody is performing weddings yeah. these days. Like everybody gets their friends to do it and people that they trust and respect. That's fine. But like you're not. You're not an expert on you're definitely not an expert on marriage. And that I think that, again, I think it was his ego where because he didn't want to go officiate this wedding because of everything that was, was going on with Christine. He, he was, was embarrassed. Yeah. It had nothing to do with hmm, maybe I should reflect upon myself and maybe I shouldn't be officiating a wedding since m one of my marriages is falling apart. No, it's all about how will it affect me? Yeah, he's made. And again, once again, he's made his friend's wedding all about him, mm -hmm. just like he makes every occasion and event all about him. And. So he go he officiates the wedding and then his dancing. <laughs> the dancing was okay, the best. So oof, that was good. So there have been many episodes of Sister Wives over the years where we've seen Cody's dancing. He thinks he's a great dancer. I wouldn't call it dancing. He's just sort of like uh it almost looks like some Russian classic yeah. sort of dance combined with jumping up and down and and he's he's maniacal. He's just no one else is dancing. <laughs> Everyone else is just standing around watching him go crazy yes. on the dance floor. And he's just doing these crazy wild th and just so into himself while yes. he's dancing. Like, Boy, I think I got to go back and watch some old episodes, see if I can watch him dancing some more. Because that that dancing, I was like, oof, that's that's like. A happy pill. I was just dying. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. He was really letting off some well, you steam. Know, you know what it is? The dancing, it reminds me of when they show those clips of his life in Vegas when they were in the cul-de-sac and he's running yeah. from house to house to house to house. It's like, why Frantic. are you running? Why are you running? Yeah. Why are you running? You don't need to run. Just walk across the street. Like, like as if each house is on fire and he has to figure this out. But I do. I think it's that maniacal, like, watch me, watch me. I'm, you know... And busy people. This is one of the things. People that are super, super busy, they drive me crazy. Because it's almost this feeling of, I'm so busy and I'm going to move fast and do this and do that and get out of my way because I'm so busy. It's like, oh, you know, we're all busy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a way of showing people how important you are. Yes. That's a good way of saying it. So now we're moving on to, so now Cody, there's a series of conversations where, you know, they're recording it themselves. 
on the porch and in their house. And and it's the same conversation. It's the same one. What Christina's done, I'm convinced Christine went to a therapist and mm-hmm. made a plan. Yes. An escape plan of, you know, how you're going to handle this because she does it so methodically. And so what she does is each week she drops a little bit more information and then a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Some digestible, ho- well, you hope someone can hopefully digest digestible things. And she doesn't just throw it at them all at once. Mm-hmm. So every week we see her drop a little bit more. And I think, is this the week she drops something about? Well, about selling the house and the custody agreement. Well, he brings up custody. I mean, he she told him from the beginning, I'm moving to Utah with Truly. So that's no secret. So then he brings up this idea, well, we have to have a custody agreement. And she says, well, why? And he, he, he says the most untrue thing, saying something like, well, if we don't have it and you move to Utah, then, you know, the state of Utah becomes the um, uh, parent of Trudy and takes custody of Trudy. Trudy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Truly. truly. I love that name, Truly. I have to say. I, I, do, I do like the name. Anyway, he says this. I don't know what to scare her, to stall, to just exert some power. And she's just looking at him like, really? Is that really necessary? Of course, I think she already knows it's not. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure she's consulted with a lawyer also. And so what is the law? They're not married. But and part of it, too, is you were talking about this, about the is he on the birth certificates? Yeah, see, I've heard, you know, on the interwebs, you know, about the Mormon culture and polygamous culture is that a lot of times these fathers will not be on the birth certificates of all of the children. They might be on the birth certificates of the children of the wife that they are legally married to Mm -hmm. because there's not a problem with that. And that's actually the law. If you're married to someone, you're presumed to be the father and they put you on the birth certificate. But the polygamists, because they're afraid of being or prosecuted for i guess in utah they have these cohabitating statutes or they Mm -hmm. did i think they don't anymore but if they could prove you were cohabitating um they you could go to jail and so to um help them they would just not put the father's name on all the birth certificates so we don't know if he's on truly's birth certificate or not but um regardless even if he was, he would have to go to court in wherever state Truly was living in. in, And if they moved to Utah within the next you know month or so, he would have to go to court in Utah. He would have to establish parental rights. He would have to ask for custody, visitation, all that kind of stuff. And a court is going to do what's in the best interest of the child. And in this case, obviously, you know, they're not going to give him 50-50 custody or any, yeah. anything like that. He'd be entitled to reasonable visitation. But, you know, he he doesn't care about the custody. This is just, again, like more, he wants control. Mm-hmm. This is all about c- control and ego. And he doesn't want one of his kids being taken away from him because his kids are like his possessions uh, to him. Because he's such a wonderful father. Yeah. And so hmm. this custody thing is just a ruse. It's just... It's yeah. so dumb, and it's never going to go anywhere. And also, Cody Cody Brown would never go into court because in court, someone tells you what to do. Yes. A judge tells you, no, this is how it's going to go. This mm-hmm. is the law. And, you know, there's people like that who they can't stand to be told what to do, and, and so therefore they don't 
get involved with authority figures who actually have the ability to tell them what to do. So he will never go to college. Yeah, well, and also, I love how he uses her moving to Utah as this affront to him. Like, she's moving to Utah! A state that hates me! A state, yes, the entire state of Utah hates you, Cody. <laughs> this entire state hates you. And it's because an entire group, of, an entire state and population of people are thinking about you and your problems in your life. And so, yeah, he's not. I mean, listen, this guy won't go over there because, of you know, he won't go over to the house for 20 minutes to see truly half the time. Like, you think he's going to pack up his stuff and go to this this state that hates him and go to court? No, none of this is. So she's obviously she has she went to an attorney. Christine went to an attorney. She went to a therapist and she got a prescription for Xanax or something. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you're coming over 20 minutes. Yeah, Great. Let, let me, me take a pill. Let me take a couple pills. So I'm no so I don't jump out of my seat and lunge at you. Well, because it, I think I would have done that. But. Well, it's perfect because, see, with a personality like Cody, yes. that's what he wants. Yes. He wants a fight and she just will not bite. She is just like huh okay like she just kind of leaves it hanging and then she'll wait for their next meeting yeah and then she will again she says what she's gonna say she listens to cody just you know say yeah. all this gibberish and then she's just silent mm -hmm. and 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 he doesn't do anything with it he doesn't take any action you know here we go from the time he first said you know uh, i want to start having truly come to my house she still has yet to come to his house mm -hmm. he has yet to even pick her up even if you don't want her coming over because of covid why don't you pick her up and take her out for lunch and go bowling or something i don't know yeah do a bunch go of outside do, activities go or do something. something with her that's and that's probably what it comes down to robin's probably like well we can't have truly over here because she might bring covid and christine mm -hmm. is just you know traveling all over and bringing covid but i don't think christine's had covid but anyway <laughs> yeah hey uh, yeah that whole thing oh i don't know it's so ridiculous and then then there's this whole conversation between mary and robin and i'm very very perplexed well yes and no and and i think maybe you can answer this because you've been watching the show much longer but i'm really perplexed by how much robin and mary are digging into this like janelle very much totally thank god for janelle the voice of reason janelle was like you know what it hasn't been good you know she's making this choice i'm sad to see her go this is not what we want but i have to respect her choice right. and she's support you know and i have to support it and let's move forward why and, and the one that is i i don't understand why mary is doubling down like you know you don't even spend any time with these people. Cody's treated you like crap for Cody years. Cody came on camera and said he doesn't consider himself married to her anymore. Uh -huh. And that if she went and married someone else, he would be fine with it. Yeah. How much clearer can it be? And then literally the next scene is Mary saying, well, I'm basically just going to stick around and just be here and hope that at some point Cody decides he wants to try to work on things. Mm -hmm. I wonder after she saw this episode where he said that Maybe. if she's changed her mind. I sure hope so. If not, she is the world's biggest doormat and she gets what she deserves. And I don't know why she's so dug in. I think because she she doesn't she doesn't have any ties to anybody else in the family mm -hmm. except for Robin. And even that is kind of 
fragile. She doesn't get yeah, along. They're, they're supposed to be really like when you watch the first episode of the show, the very, very first episode, she Mary talks about how Robin is a friend of hers and that Robin that that Mary kind of facilitated the relationship between Robin and um, Cody. And so they're supposed to be gal pals, yet you never see them together ever. Yeah, I think, again, that's I don't know how much I believe that. For some reason, Mary really wanted to bring a fourth wife into the family. And here's a little bit of Sister Wife's history. Before Robin, and this is in their book that they all Mm -hmm. wrote together. Before Robin, Cody was courting a girl who was literally a girl. She was not 18. Oh, my God. She was 16 or 17, something like that. And they wrote this in a book? Yes. They didn't say it quite so bluntly. They said it Mm -hmm. more, you know, reading between the lines kind of thing. But something happened. That girl came to her senses or her family intervened or something. Because they said they were waiting for her to turn 18 so that that Cody Mm -hmm. could marry her. And um, something happened that never, you know, that never happened. And then... You know, Robin was someone who, uh, yeah, it was a kind of friend of a friend of Mary's and they saw her at a few events and and Mary was really facilitating this and supporting it. And it's kind of like, well, why? I think at that point, Janelle and Christine and her, well, they were never close. They were never friends. Mm -hmm. And Janelle and Christine had bonded. Yes. And Mary was the odd person out. Yep. And she needed a, a part. She needed an ally and a friend. And she found that in Robin. And that's why there's, she's still clinging on to that. Mm-hmm. And um, God, Mary, because I don't think the older kids like Mary. Because I think Mary was like kind of a mean disciplinarian to a lot of the kids growing mm-hmm. up. And they didn't really like her. And she's not very likable in in a lot of ways and was not close to anybody. And so she's clinging on to Robin and Robin seems to be clinging on to her. Why? I don't know, but Mary just doesn't have any connection to this family really. And so she's, she's willing to just, just wait around and see if it works out. I think the thing that they're not talking about, right. Is, and this is why I'm like, do you, is it, there's two levels to this, right? There's this weird level of we've got to stick it out, got to stick it out, got to stick it out. We're a family. We're a family. And then there's the I wonder if this conversation between Mary and Robin is really. She's leaving the show. She's leaving our family. Therefore, the show, therefore, our you know, paycheck, paycheck therefore, because everything's so tied to this, right? Like people are they're buying LuLaRoe from you guys because you're sister wives, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, they're buying that Plexus stuff because of because of your fame. And and so is that the issue? <laughs> is that the problem? That I, I, yes. You know, that you're that you're that really, truly you're n- mad that they are that she is possibly interrupting this paycheck oh yeah i think that's a huge part of it because i think they see the writing on the wall yeah if Mm -hmm. there's if there's if there's no show if if it doesn't make sense to continue with the show then the show's going to end their paycheck is going to end people pretty soon people won't know who they are and they're not Mm going to buy lularoe from them or whatever and um they they probably see people like janelle and christine Mm -hmm. i predict that they get you know, some sort of a spinoff 
um christine dating in utah yeah just you i'd know, like to see that they have adult children who are interesting on camera and um you know none of robin's kids are interesting we don't even see them yeah really, i don't even know any of those barely kids. and i don't um mary's child leon i, I don't know what their perspective is but they haven't been on the show in a very long time yeah so so but that whole that whole back and forth with robin and mary i'm just like why are these two is it really just about the show or are you guys really? oh no they're so mad uh, they're so mad at crazy and yeah they're just as just as mad as cody and then they have that scene when christine and janelle show up and uh robin goes off on christine basically calls her a, a liar and it was all because uh Robin misunderstood something that yeah. was said. <laughs> and it was this huge thing. And then she finally had to admit that, oh, I don't know where I got that idea. I don't, I, I don't know what, how I, why I thought she said that. But Cody, Cody yeah. records these thoughts and then plays them in the middle of the night for Robin. And she's <laughs> unconsciously taking in all of Cody's craziness. Oh, Doesn't even need it. Like a Manchurian candidate kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> before they got together, Cody was like, okay, you need to make these points on my behalf. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you need to bring these things up. And Robin has an assignment and she's not very bright. And so she can't really carry it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then finally at the end, we see Isabel go off to college and they pack themselves up and they go across the country and it sounds, you know, they're really happy and it's exciting. And then we end with the big, the news that Christine's house is under contract mm -hmm. and um, she's leaving. Oh, but we didn't talk about this. The best was, the best was when she tells Cody, I'm selling our bedroom. I'm selling our bedroom, <laughs> bedroom set. set. I'm selling this bed. And I think he, the look on his face, he knew exactly what that meant. Yeah. That meant like, it's okay, over. it's over. And she, you know, she wants, she doesn't want anything I ever touched yep. near her. And good for her. She absolutely, I think that's a great thing for her to do. Sell the bed, yep. start over, you know, get a new haircut, you know, dye your, you know, do something, Christine. But that was the best. So they're all sitting in the back talking about, um the how she the house is under contract and um it looks like she's moving next week and they're all just you know again out on the porch with their chairs two to three feet apart <laughs> sort of maybe six feet apart and talking yet again and that's the part that's really hard is there's so many of these scenes of them sitting outside that you're like when did this happen? Well, see, that's another problem with timing. I th I think that when this is being filmed, this is like the summer of 2021. Oh. Because, um, yeah, it's a long time ago. Christine's house sold her house quite a long time ago, last 2021. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have this lag in time that doesn't make a lot of sense. But, um, yeah, Janelle is happy that Christine has, yes. has sold the home. Cody, we've already seen a couple conversations where Cody claims that he's entitled to either A, um, taking all the money from Christine's home and paying off Cody pa Coyote Pass, or B, he gets 50% of the proceeds. And then Janelle, thank God, comes on and explains the economics mm -hmm. and says that, well, no, um, Family money was used to put a down payment on Christine's house, just as family money was used to put a down payment on Robin's house. Uh -huh. And 
Christine made all the payments. Cody's name, um, I think it maybe was on title at one point, but no longer is because he had to take himself off title to finance something else. And Janelle says that Christine's equity in her home is equal to her equity in Coyote Pass. So it's a very simple and straightforward wash. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Janelle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because, you know, Cody is just... He can he convolutes everything. Yeah, he makes everything twenty times harder, and and yeah, I think he's just he's one of these people that likes the conflict. He likes this. He will tell you he hates it, but he loves it. He loves to make life more complicated. He loves to do all of this, but yeah, I mean, God, I don't know what Christine's on that she's able to withstand all of this and just sit there even the robin stuff when robin's accusing her of something she's christine's really calm and kind of like trying to piece it together and trying to figure it out i mean i would just want to just strangle these people i really would i mean because they're he's just no one's listening yeah so you know christine is basically shot down all of their bullshit she's ready to go and so in a last ditch attempt to do something we see the this well they've been teasing this scene all season long but it's coming next week you know where cut where uh cody does his dramatic thing about you know oh. a knife in the kidneys <laughs> and, um okay his final exit yes hey all right well We've said a lot. (laughs) That was a lot of updates. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review on iTunes and tell a friend. You know, if you tell just one friend and they tell one friend (laughs) and then they tell one friend, we can spread across the world. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Is thanks. there more? No. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in with with these shows. You know, hopefully we can make some of these painful yeah, we, shows yeah. just a little more exciting. I know. And we got to, after this last Kardashians, we got to get off this and we got to find something else. I think, guys are yeah, I think tears. there's only a couple episodes left yeah. in the season. All right. Signing off. See you next week. All right. Bye. bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.